When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, the time has come. I have been a loyal Josephine Potter enthusiast for four seasons. (laughs) I, at times, had said... I refuse to denounce her as my favorite character, but as of today, as of this very moment, I am no longer a Josephine Potter stan. Oh my gosh. This bitch is a pain in the ass. Yeah, this is a rough episode for Joey fans everywhere. Um, She's lying. She's making people feel bad. She's frankly just being someone who's very, very annoying. Um, Yeah, she's being really awful. And I just am very surprised by all of her moves this episode. Yeah, a lot of them are confusing. I can't wait to get into it. We're going to be doing a lot of yelling at Joey this episode. Um, Funny that this so this episode is titled Four Stories. Um, which is funny because the way they format this episode is very similar to how we used to format the podcast, where they talk yeah. about each pairing kind of as its own little micro story. I'm not going to lie. It definitely makes podcasting uh, and thinking about the episode easier. It does. It really does. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't think this is like how all television shows should format their episodes, but this is a very podcast friendly episode. Yeah, this is uh, this is great. Um, I mean, that's, that's not like a great episode. It's like a fine. Um, Did you know? Do you know what Josephine's uh, middle name is? I have no clue. 
I mean, take a guess. Oh, Nicole. I don't know. That's definitely not right. Uh, Josephine Lynn Potter. Mm. No. I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe she should be an Anne like every other basic bitch yeah, in America. Or an Elizabeth or a Marie. If you don't mm-hmm. have those, one of those three, that's it. That's it. You're done. You're done. No. Uh, yeah. Josephine Lynn Potter. Um, yeah. I mean, suitable. Yeah. Um, we have Jen going to therapy. We'll get to talk through all of that. That was really interesting. Yeah. And we have. I mean, uh, I, go ahead. Uh, no, Dawson grieving. Grieving Dawson is here. Um, going through Mr. Brooks's stuff with Gretchen. And then we get the questionable Joey and Dawson content at the end of the episode. So we're going to talk through all of it in this episode. Season four, episode 15, four stories. We pick up where we left off. Uh, all the kids are leaving the ski resort. Um, and this fucking teacher, who fucking sucks. Like, we talked about how much he fucking sucks last episode. But yeah. my God, how irresponsible is he? Where, yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, he's, like, yelling at Jen about everything, like, all the alcohol. Um and she's getting in trouble. He asks, are there any other delinquent acts you care to commit before we embark on our journey home? And I, I, mean, I just don't threaten Jen with a good time. <laughs> I just love how Jen is just like, they were only like airplane sized. bottles. <laughs> they're defense. really small, but they're also lightweight. So they got super drunk out of those tiny bottles. Um, Michelle Williams limp work is supreme in this yeah. episode. Uh, she is still limping down the snowy road. She sore ankle. Yeah, she's not doing well. Uh, what do you think of Jen and Jack's conversation about how the night prior went? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the repercussions if they were to uh, produce a child. Yeah, they were going to have to raise their illegitimate love child. Um, and yes. I love I did love Jack saying mommy and daddy can't have sex unless daddy's thinking about Ryan Philip Philippe I think that's how you say it and Jen's <laughs> like I mean I would be thinking about him too so you know we got something in common Ryan Philippe do you Phillippe. know who Ryan I do Ryan Philippe is I do I know who he is he who was married did to Ryan Philippe that's correct what is their two children named oh is like unfair the one the girl looks just like reese just like her ava ava okay i don't do and the boy's boy? name okay. is duncan you have a boy okay i duncan mm. just graduated uh high school actually oh, congrats duncan look at yeah. you go um look at you go duncan ava i think is either in her third or her fourth year of college oh my god they grow up so fast they really do and then reese witherspoon has a third child with her um current husband oh who knew how do you know all of this do you follow reese witherspoon i really don't know apparently i'm reese witherspoon's biggest fan i do get some of her tiktoks like again i don't know what algorithm i'm on but i do get a lot of them and like i do find them very endearing i'm like oh you go mom like you get it like she's such she gets like such mom vibes but like the mom that, like, if you had guy friends, like, all your guy friends would be like, your mom's so hot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love Reese Witherspoon. Um, I think that she's pro- probably one of my top ten favorite actresses, maybe. Uh, Do you like a Sweet Home Alabama? Have you ever seen I that have movie? I seen that. Yeah. Wow. That's a rom-com. Like, that's not out I know. of possibility for me. I know. See. I don't know why I was surprised. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. So, uh... 
both um, both Jen and Jack are going to be envisioning Ryan Philby uh, in bed. Yes, and I loved how very quickly we are back to, like, Jack and Jen as we know it, right? Like, it maybe they have, like, one awkward moment, but, like, they're still BFFs. They're still going to be BFFs. Like, they're still going to have BFF interactions. I kind of loved how it was very much, like, swept under the rug of, like, all right, back to yeah. good times. Well, I think that between them, I think that they're okay. I definitely think that Jen is feeling the aftermath. And I think that we see a little bit of that um, with her therapist because I think that she's just like, what am I doing? Like, where am I now? Like, who am I doing what with? Like, I think that she's definitely like questioning her like how she got to this point. But um, Jack and Jen seem like they're okay. Yeah. 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 She definitely is still going through it in terms of like her decision making. And like, uh, I think like, honestly, Jen is someone who probably should have gone to seen like gone into therapy a long time ago. And so I think a lot of this is just like the boiling over of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. If it wasn't Gramps who passed away. She should have. If it wasn't her parents that did it, then she should have. If it wasn't witnessing Abby pass away. Good God. Um, So many reasons for her to have. I mean, you don't even need to have a traumatic event to go to a therapist. But like girl has gone through like four traumatic events. She almost died out on a boat. You know, like she so did. many moments. That was she, very traumatic. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of like water Dating events. Henry. I think Jen needs to move inland. I feel oh, like yeah. there's so many water Even issues. Henry's tears can count Ugh, as a water event. Yuck. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so they're getting on the bus and this teacher is like Drew is late, of course. Yui can't get there on time. And mm-hmm. um he wants to stop to a Starbies. And love it. <laughs> and so Where's Anna, uh, no one knows like this girl, like he doesn't care. First of all, he definitely he legit care. ditched Anna. I wish that the, what they did was just like a little Easter egg in the future scene. Have Anna in the way, way back when like Joey and Pacey are in the forefront. Yeah. At the bus station. Yeah. So. Uh, freaking! Maybe he saw Anna trying to like hook up with PC like the night before, oh, and was like, "We're done." Um, yes. so Yui plays a nasty little trick because the teacher is like, "Oh, I have to go look for Joey Potter and PC Witter. They're probably sucking face somewhere." And then Yui's like, "Oh, that's them." And there's a couple like kissing on the bus. You can't really a see their faces. Couple. Yeah, you can't see their faces very clearly, and. This teacher just takes Yui's word for it. And it's like, no need to do a head count. Nope. No need to double check that it's them. Let's go. Always get a head count. Whenever I've been on a trip like this where there's a lot of people, everybody gets a number. And then you it's so annoying. But then like say you're number nine, then you count from nine to 30. And if you're missing number 16, then you have to stop down and find number 16. Yeah, this is all very ridiculous. This teacher should have been fired, and certainly Joey and PC should have been reimbursed for the bus tickets they're going to have to buy to return home. I well, no, like they need to be there on time. That's, but also, they should be reimbursed because this teacher no. just left without them. I, well, you snooze, you lose. Oh my god! But well, that's the thing. So we see them. 
they're like waking up naked uh doing the cigarette move as you called it yesterday yeah. like they're not smoking a cigarette but we see them naked in a bed, in bed. bra I, there is bras on the floor there are socks on the floor yes clothing There's jeans askew. on the floor they are without clothing and they yeah wake up in bed and they do like the little thing like we're like oh like oh hi it's nice to see morning you here. smile but yeah. did you notice Oh, yeah, I know. Because Joey's face, let's be real. Like, we talked about this a lot in our, like, trying to decide what um, Zodiac sign Joey is. Like, how terrible she is at, um, like, facial expressions. Like, she cannot hide anything. And so they do a cute little, like, morning smile. And then this bitch, she rolls back over, facing away from Pacey. And her smile just, like, fades. And we're like, the fuck is wrong with you, Joey? Yeah, what's wrong, Joey? And he is... Happy as a clam. Of course he is, because he is with the woman he loves. Pacey. Well, I've seen Pacey happy a lot after bed, but (laughs) I, I, like Pacey is so happy, and he doesn't see her face and how miserable she is. This bitch, this bitch, and he's sitting there like cuddling her arm around her waist, kissing her shoulder as she like contemplates. What she's just done, which is nothing, Joey Potter. You've done nothing wrong. Yeah, this is so stupid. Um, And we're going to jump right into it anyway, because Joey and Pacey's story is up first. It's called About Last, About Last Night. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I like how these are all titled, me too. Me, too. And they're all, they're standing in front of these vending machines. And Joey is just like, mm, I want something with silverware. Like, this bitch. Well, then- Okay, then how about you pay? You have a job, Joey. If you want to go out to breakfast, then how about you offer to pay if Pacey's the one that paid for the bus tickets? Yeah, and so he gives her some money to get some, like, coffee and crackers, and she talked to Bessie just to, like, oh, don't worry, like, the bus Pacey left without us. has no job. You know what I mean? Yeah, P- no, Pacey got definitely no job. does not have a job, no. He has no job. He's using his last dollars on you. I I don't know. Like, this is... And, like, I kind of understand, like, maybe if you were having, like, a special night, you want to wake up the next morning and, like, do some... But they were supposed to catch the bus anyway. They wouldn't have gotten any breakfast. No, this is so stupid. Joey's all bent out of shape. And so Joey... Pacey asks, so did you tell Bessie? And Joey, again, like playing dumb says tell Bessie what and he's just like what do you mean like duh about last night and uh and that's the thing like I do think knowing how Bessie reacted to seeing like the bunch of like condoms and stuff in Joey's room like I don't know that I would want to be telling her so quickly either um but Joey's just like what was I supposed to tell her uh and he's like okay well did you tell Gretchen and She's like jokingly saying like, oh, your brother deflowered me last night. Gotta go. And so she's just yeah. like, I'm not someone who's going to go discussing like my bro- boyfriend's sexual prowess with his siblings. And Sarah, I kind of agree with her on that point. Yeah. So the thing is, is that Pacey just wants Joey to be excited. And I think that if it was a different type of girl, as in, if it was a Sarah in the situation, <laughs> a Sarah after the night that she was deflowered, oh she would probably want to tell all of her besties the great news. 
Um, but there are probably the majority of girls out there that don't go off and telling all their besties and sisters and whomever that they lost their virginity. I don't know what the split is. Usually I'm not really on the pulse of what the accurate percentages are, but there's definitely girls that like were like, oh my gosh, guess what? Last night it finally happened to their friends. The issue is that uh, Joey has not a lot of friends, but she does have uh, her current new friend is his sister, and that's a bit awkward. And, of course, she has Bessie. There's a lot of girls that tell their sister that they lost their virginities, or even their mothers. It's more like... I. It's not that I would like say Joey wouldn't tell anyone. She just doesn't really have someone close enough to her that isn't like going to cause an issue right now, right? Where Bessie's right. going to freak out. She... Gretchen is not only um is oh, not only Pacey's Dawson. yeah, Pacey's sister, but is also dating Dawson who she's not telling Dawson for very obvious reasons. She wants to tell Dawson. Like she you could tell like she if she could tell a person Right away, it would be Dawson, but that's a conflict of interest at this moment. Which is stupid because, again, he has a fucking girlfriend, but we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that part like, later. Like, maybe, maybe if, I mean, and I can't even say, like, oh, if Andy was around, she would tell Andy because no, that's a little yeah. bit awkward. I, the only person she would tell right now is probably, like, Jen or Jack. Jen? Jen or Jack. I think one and of those two. They would be a good time. They would be they like, would be the perfect tell us to tell. all the details. Yes. Every, like, was he okay? Like, was it okay? Like, and I yeah. think that she would be comfortable with them, but they, they left her. Right. So, and so yeah, um, so it's, it's like, she doesn't, and she's a private person, right? Like, so it doesn't exactly, she doesn't strike me as someone who's going to divulge this right away. It's going to take some, yeah. like, crying to get it out of her. I guess. I just, like, be loose, people. Like, why not? Like, why not be open with your friends about sex? I like, just think, like, that's the I only way you're going to learn. Right. And But Pacey is obviously in a different mindset. And so then he says, well, let's pretend you were, like, the type of person who would do that. What do you think you might say? And Joey, again, I really hate how many times in this scene she answers a question with a question. Where she's just mm. like, what do you mean? About what? About the prowess? And he's like, Yeah. And Joey, instead of saying literally anything when you can tell that Pacey is feeling a little, like, insecure and he might need a little bit of, like, you did a good job, Pace. Instead of saying anything like that, she says, you know what? You're dragging your knuckles and you're just like every other man. And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't think that Pacey was looking for you did a good job, Pacey. I think that he was looking for... It felt good to me. I had a good time. Oh, yeah, like, like it literally was a anything. good moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really I think that Pacey I mean, excuse me. I think that um that Joey thinks that Pacey is compliment fishing and maybe he is a little bit, but more so I think that he's just trying to like make sure that it was an okay day. It was her first time and he's checking in on her basically. Um, but yeah. it does, I, I can see the way he's wording it does kind of feel like he is fishing for compliments and maybe he is, but more so in the way of, did you enjoy what I did? You know what I mean? It's not necessarily mm-hmm. he's looking for like, that's the biggest dick I've ever seen. He's more just like looking <laughs> for like, like, is that what she honestly thinks Pacey's looking for? If she does, then she doesn't really know him that well. And it's like, what the I fuck? Know. So, so she gets all upset. 
And then he's just like, well, you shouldn't underestimate that someone's desire to hear about their abilities, you know, in the sack. Um, and so Pacey comes up uh, and he gives her like chocolate hearts. She's just like they're just bumming around the the basically the bus station. Um, and he says, you know, I know it's not like an equal exchange virginity for chocolate, but I thought I should do something just to get you something to commemorate the event. And they joke about like him getting her a car and all this stuff. Um, and he says, I don't think you've looked even more like I don't think you've ever looked more beautiful. He tries to like hug her um, and they kiss. And he he says, you know, I could do this forever. I could do the back and forth, the sweetness and the sarcasm. I could do it for the rest of my life with you as my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like jokingly says like, oh, you're just the first of many. Um, I don't know. Like I do notice because I this is the the benefit of them doing all of this storyline in one chunk is that when he later says you haven't touched me like at all today like I do kind of notice it more because like he goes to hug her and she doesn't like there's just not an equal exchange here so cold yeah now okay so I want to I want to go back in time for a moment yeah I want to go back to season two episode 11 sex she wrote and this is the episode after Andy and Pacey had sex for the first time and guess who was a cold mother effer? Pacey. Yeah. Because Pacey was like, I'm scared. Like, how can I not be scared? Like, is it too soon? Like, yep. did we move too fast? Like, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Yep. Uh, he says, you're the single most important thing to ever grace my existence, Andy. And you open up a whole wide world for me. But he like, spent the whole entire day, like, ignoring her and wrote that, like, shitty note that Abby found about sex. But the thing is, is that Andy was there to like support him and be like, it's okay to be scared. Like I'm scared too, but I'm scared with you. And we're going to get through this together. And it was a great night and all these things. And it's just like the interaction. Oh, and he says, I'm falling hopelessly in love with you to Andy and all these like amazing things. Like this is how the day after you have sex for the first time should be it shouldn't be like this much animosity towards each other yeah like it is so it just doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good yeah like joey is freaking miserable this episode well i think it makes it worse too because like we get to a point where they're they're sitting on like a couch and they're seeing this other couple like Pat, like again too much for me but like very yeah. much like oh. making out in yeah. public like this is a lot in a in a public place um and and again like i i this is so recognizable to me um like anybody who's dated someone before would be able to tell that like pacey just wants to hear that she is okay with what happened last night he just wants to hear yeah. that she had a good time and the more she resists saying anything the more she shifts topics the more she avoids it the more he's gonna press and the more annoyed she's gonna get and so all she needs to just say is like yeah it was good you know but instead they have this back and forth where he says oh there's like a morning after discussion it's like it's a wrap-up you know uh and joey asks oh so you want to know if you were any good and he says no i want to know if it was good for you um, and she says, 
And I quote, it was very nice. It's like not what you want to hear. It was very nice. And then he she starts getting defensive about the saying it was very nice. Like, what do you expect? That's not like a good like a good complimentary thing to say. She could have said so many other things like what she says later. Right. Where like uh, how she says like, oh, you know, you touched my hair and blah, blah, blah. If she had said that, that explains what she means. But the word nice does not do that no. right okay flashback one more time yeah, yeah yeah go season two episode 11 then the moments after and this is before we knew for sure that they had sex but yeah. still andy and pacey are smiling they are hugging each other yeah they're like being flirty they're like thank you no thank, thank you. you i remember thank that you yes yeah no really thank you and then it's like the the joy the vibe on is their different. faces are just so vibrant and happy and like they had a great night and it, yeah. it there were anxieties after the fact. And I think that that's really normal. Like after you are with somebody for the first time, like it's never going to be perfect the first time because right. there's just you don't either don't know what you're doing or or there. I mean, there's a whole heap of things, but like the communication is key. So like Pacey was having like a freak out moment, but then by the end of the episode, they're thinking about it. And it's just like, you know, it was, I'm just like comparing it and I'm comparing it. And it's just like, there is very little joy in this relationship. And it's so hard to root for them when there's so little joy. And I think a lot of it is, I think it's two reasons. I think for one, Joey is not a happy person. Like, especially if you're going to compare her to Andy. Andy is someone who found the joy in things, right? Like, she dealt with a lot of mental um, hurdles. And I think as a result, it just, like, she chose the joy in things, right? Like, she wanted to go out. She wanted to have fun. She wanted to live it up. Whereas Joey dwells in the negative. She fucking lives there. And she's just like a pessimist at heart. And so when you have, sometimes it's helpful because you have PC there to balance her out and bring in the spontaneity and bring in the joy. And other times you have this where she is dragging him down into the depths. And I think number two reason why this isn't necessarily always like happy-go-lucky relationship and they go through a lot of struggles is because of the existence of Dawson and just like the loom and not not it's not Dawson's fault it is the looming aftermath of the fact that Joey and Dawson were a thing and it's always going to be there it's always going to live out there and so they're just not as happy of a couple as Pandy was and it's so hard I think for you and I both Sarah to kind of want to get on board the Jossie juice with so many other people when mm-hmm. Pandy just felt like it worked so much better as a relationship. I feel like you had to be there. In the moment. In, yeah. You had to live moment. through it. Yep. I feel like I'm, I'm with you. And That's I'm trying. True. I'm really, I'm trying to have an open mind because I mean, what, I mean, what are the alternatives? It's like, what, like go to Dawson and Joey. It's like, we don't want that either. Yeah. But it's just like so hard. And it's like, she's like, 
you know, chastising him for asking if she had an orgasm. I think that, well, number one, I think that Pacey should probably assume that it didn't it's happen. It's the first time, Pacey. Like, be a little bit smarter. Come <laughs> on, bud. you know that Andy's the girl that always faked the O no matter what <laughs> to make sure that Pacey felt good about himself? So you know, like, he's like, wait, did you have an orgasm? Because Andy yeah. always orgasmed. Like, but she was like, absolutely, I did. Faking it yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, but like, you know. But Joey would never, no, would never do that. Would never. And so that's the you thing. You like, should never. She gets. So married. it's not a bad thing. But also, yeah. she got like mad at him, and it's like she could always say like, you know, no. But we can work on it together. Like, yeah, that's you know? the thing. It's so frustrating because she gets immediately defensive when he's just like, "That was it, nice." And she's like, maybe nice as all a girl can manage the morning after her first time because I didn't experience it before. So I don't know what to compare it to. And he's just like, so then they start talking about like orgasms. And again, I am kind of with Joey where it's like, we're in a public place. Like, can we please like not have this conversation right here? Like, at least go outside. Was it, like, who, like, who, who fucking cares? Who like the I mean, couple I that's like, down the way? Like, about orgasms like in the middle of a down fucking through? bus No, station. I'll talk about orgasms wherever, whenever. I don't care. <laughs> I don't freaking care. Like, free the orgasm. Why do we have to be afraid of it? It's okay. I mean, you know what's af- I'm not afraid. I just, like, in the middle of a public area, I don't want to be like, yelling about, about orgasm. It's fine. Fine by me. Ugh. But, like, what, like, really irks me is, like, she is, like, do you know what I went through, what I've been going through? No fuck face because you don't say anything. That's what's so infuriating about Joey. It's just like, oh, do you know how I feel? It's like, absolutely not. You did not tell me. Like, you won't tell me. In fact, I've been asking you about it and you absolutely will not tell me. So she is saying, like, I'm feeling, and again, this is not either of us, I don't think, like chastising her for having these feelings where she's feeling insecure because Pacey has slept with two other people and this is her first time. She, in but her he mind, doesn't care because she, he thinks she's the world. No, of course. But I think for Joey, right? Like yeah. there's not a level playing field. He has two partners ahead of her. And so of course she's going to feel insecure about it. And Pacey being a little bit of a dimwit here is just like, oh, I didn't even know like girls felt like that. But again, Joey, he well, he's not a fucking mind reader. Like, tell him if that's how you feel. And Pacey is doing exactly what he wishes Joey would do when he says, you were great. You were fantastic. You were every glowing adjective under the sun. I want to run out and tell the entire world what I did last night and who I did it with. Like, this is the stuff that he's saying to reassure her. Yes, and then you know what she says? She's like, but will you? Please don't do that. Yeah. And he's like, why? What are you afraid of? She's such a prude. Dawson. Like, I know I can be a bit prudy, but, like, Joey is a whole new meaning of the word prude. It's just, like, just, Joey, it's okay. It's okay. And, like, I, like, I don't, I don't. I don't yeah. want Pacey has to put up with this. And I haven't been a Pacey fan this season. He's been, he hasn't been really freaking annoying yeah, he hasn't been as sympathetic well. this season. But now he is because now we get to the point of the matter where it's basically she doesn't want Dawson to find out. And here's the thing. I'm going to just point out some factual information before we even get into this. They've been broken up for a long time. In fact, they only dated for like three months. You and Pacey have been going out for like nine months. 
on top yeah. of that I little mean, fact in figure. In her stupid little head, she's like, I dated him for 16 years. Yeah. Oh, my God. And on top of that, he has a girlfriend. He doesn't have had a girlfriend for a long yeah. freaking time. And so uh, she says, why can't it? Why, why don't I want to? Why can't it be the fact that I don't want to hurt him any more than I already have? It's like, how is this hurting him? He has a fucking girlfriend. And he just says. I don't want to hurt him either, but I want to be able to have sex with my girlfriend without having to worry about the soap operatic repercussions of him finding out. Like, I totally am with Pacey here. 100% could not be more on Pacey's side of like, we are in a relationship. We should, if we want to have sex, we should be able to have sex without worrying about Dawson finding out. And then I love how he says, okay, well, if he were right here and he asked you, what would you say? Would you tell him the truth? And she says... Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Put a pin in that. Yeah. For later. Fucking Christ. Uh, and this is when Pacey points out, you haven't touched me. You haven't touched me all morning. Um, and Joey just like gets up and leaves. And it's just like, again, Joey, like <laughs> not good communication style. Like she I'm sucks so at this. I'm so mad at her. I'm so mad at her. Yeah. I want to root for her. I want to be like, I love Joey, but she just fucking sucks. I can't believe it. Why is she doing this? Why is she so closed off? They've been dating for eight freaking months. If they can't figure out the communication stuff, yep. then what are we doing here? If you don't trust him, then what are you doing here? Yeah. Like, if you don't feel comfortable with him, then let him go so that he can communicate clearly with somebody else. We know he has those abilities. We've seen it. We've seen him speak very well with Andy. And on top of that, it's like a lot of shows do this. And it is very frustrating because I feel like it puts um, it feel like it makes people have unrealistic expectations about what relationships are and that relationships should have all of this arguing and then have some grandstanding event, right? Because mm-hmm. Pacey goes outside and Joey has this whole speech about how it was nice because you brushed my hair over my forehead and it felt nice and it made me feel safe. Um, you're going to protect me. And years from now, I'm not going to look back and think about, you know, how awkward it was in the morning or like how awkward it was with the positioning. I'm going to think about how sweet you were. Uh, and it's just not true. You know what you think of when you're first time? It's you think of like the awkward shit. Of like, course you, think about, you do. Like the, the fact that it lasted all of like two seconds. Like you think about the fact that like it nearly like slipped out and like went in a different hole like you think about that stuff you don't think about like people brushing your motherfucking hair yeah you don't think about the moment where he's like wait is it is it in is it happening is it in and then you're like fuck like i'm not feeling a thing because you're 18 and like you don't know what the fuck you're doing everything's very lubricated yeah and, yeah. Uh, and so yeah this is all she just says i'm glad we had sex i'm really glad i had sex with you but now i want to go home so we could do it again and they like kiss and again like it's so frustrating to me that i'm like how many times has pacey done this where they've had these big fights and then she says one thing and then it's like he loves her so much that he's just like yeah. okay it's all better Quick forgiveness yeah she said that she wanted to have sex when they got home yeah Oh, that that did not happen. Absolutely, it did not happen. It yeah. did not happen. Yep. Um, He's gonna have to wait another eight months. Oh God. So that is the Pacey and Joey storyline. We're not done with Joey yet, obviously, because there's more coming for her uh, with her conversation with Dawson later. 
Yeah, and I, you know, like, you know, sex is a big deal. So I like for people that have done it the first time. So this, you know, like there's a little part of me that like thinks of like, hey, Joey, like you're going through some some hard stuff. I get it. But like she's also a real pain in the butt. I think that I might feel a little bit more in that territory if this stuff with Dawson didn't happen. That stuff really took away a lot of the goodwill and like a lot of the like leniency I was affording her um, because mm-hmm. of what happens later. I immediately I'm like, okay, yeah, enough, enough with you. Um, <laughs> I, I totally. Yeah. So we're in uh, story number two, which is called the big picture. Um, and we have Dawson and Gretchen coming up to um, like this Mr. Brooks's house and Gramps is there and uh, he says she wanted me to meet her here after the funeral and they go into the garage. Uh, and this is when we see and I'm kind of surprised like that um, Arthur or Mr. Brooks had never showed any of this to Dawson. But it's like all of his old movie stuff like props, anything he collected over the years. Yeah, maybe because it's so private to him. But you would think that it would have made the uh, the Mr. Brooks documentary picture. That's what I was kind of thinking, like, especially the props from any movies he did. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would you, have been very cool. Can't you just see, like, Mr. Brooks going through with, like, this is my, you know, prop for my movie. It's <laughs> really, they don't make props like they used yeah, to Yeah, feel the weight of this one, Dawson. Yeah. Here, Here's a quality film camera, Dawson. You've never seen one before no, in picture your life. camera. It's, a pi- it's not a, a film, picture. Dawson. It's a picture. Uh, yeah. yeah, like you wouldn't expect, like you know, that to be part of the 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 documentary. Yeah, uh, but no, but no, he was very, and also like, I, there's like a freaking Raven prop in here. Like, why are we pretending like this is like Alfred Hitchcock? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Brooks does not equal like a big filmmaker. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, Dawson had no idea he had any of this. And Graham said, oh, all of this he collected over years. He sought it out piece by piece. He was fiercely proud of what he accomplished, um, in his career. Um, and so Graham says, oh, Arthur mentioned like he didn't want all of it collecting dust. I thought we could donate it somewhere. And like Dawson's just like, I don't understand the point. Like nobody even knows he existed. And Graham's offers to like, if he wants anything, he can take it. And this is when Dawson storms out and Graham's like basically follows him. And like, I don't know. I understand to a point why Graham's like needs to do this now, but I also feel like it's so much on the day of the funeral. So soon. It's so soon. And I, I, I want to know, like, on what authority does Grams have to offer Mr. Brooks's things ah. to Dawson or herself anyway, um, especially before the will, will was read? Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe he just mentioned it and she assumes it's in his will or something. But yeah, it's a good point. I guess so. But yeah, I don't think it should be up to Grams to dictate where his stuff should go, especially at this moment. But, um, you know, in in these scenes, we have uh, a mournful Dawson and it was very it was very close to old whiny Dawson. And I have to remember that this is is the first time that he ever experienced a major death and be patient with him. But he was 
very emotional in these scenes. Yeah, I don't really blame him. Like you said, this is the first big death he's gone through. Um, and so uh, Grams follows Dawson, who's just kind of like standing, <laughs> doing that thing people do on TV where they stare at nothing. Um, and uh, she says, like, it can't be easy for you. And he says, no, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have been rude. I, I apologize. Um, and she says, I mean, Dawson's rude all the time. I think it's like, just funny that like he, he so quickly realizes like, oh, shit. Actually, yeah, actually, I'm thinking back to like when I lost my dad, I was like a raging bitch to my friends. And I feel so bad now because they were just trying to help me. And like they were like, I had to go buy a funeral dress. And I was so grumpy when I went to the cold. I mean, I'm sure that the... they understood why. You were. Like no one, anybody that I holds just that think against about you it. Like... I just think about it all these years later. Like you're just like in such like a bad situation, like a headspace yeah. and. You're just like, I think that anybody who's like close with you, it, it doesn't have to just be death, right? It could be anything. Like they, yeah. they should understand that. Like everyone has their moments, and and you being able to like express that in front of them just means that like you trust them and care about them to show you, show them like a more vulnerable side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I wouldn't yeah. act that way to a stranger, you know. Um. And so, so Graham says, everyone deals with death in their own way. Some cry, some pray, some get angry at the world. There's no right or wrong. Which, love this, because I think it's a very modern take to say, like, everybody grieves in their own way. And there's not necessarily a right or way, wrong way to do it. Um, I kind of love that from Graham. She's being a modern woman. Yeah. Um, uh, Graham's is an MVP. I think that she... Is probably the most improved character from season one. I, I really, really love the journey that we've gone on with Grams. Yeah, me too. Um, and so Dawson asks, like, why are we doing this today? Uh, and she says the pain of his loss isn't going to disappear anytime soon. It will pass slowly at its own place, or at its own pace. There's precious little you or I can do about it. Um, and she says, if there's anything I've learned, it's the importance of closure in the grieving process. And like, again, I still maintain that this is very soon to be, to be dealing with, with all of this. Yeah. But also do you remember when Gramps passed away and Gramps legitimately like donated all of Gramps clothes like the same day? And Jen was like, this is the donated. She did not, she did not, she donated to the church. I think this is Grams's like like morning method. Like she yeah. just needs like a project and needs everything like out of the house, yeah, so that it doesn't like really upset her. So it's very f- like interesting how many similarities there are between the Gramps' death and the Mister Brooks' death. Like it, it really is history repeating itself. Yeah, I think that. Um, I think that. For me, it's more just, like, if that's how Grams wants to grieve, like, totally get it, like, by all means. But I think dragging someone like Dawson in is a little bit much when it may not be the way he grieves, right? Like, she is well, saying... Yeah. It's the same conversation we had with Jen at the, yes, at the time. Yeah, it feels very similar. And I do kind of like the advice she gives him, though, where he just says, I don't think it's closure that's bothering me. He doesn't know what's bothering him. And so her advice is, you know what? Spend some time in his space with his things and find a way to say goodbye. And so she leaves. Like, she doesn't force the, like, let's donate everything um route on Dawson she just says okay like take your time 
Um, and so he goes back in to like spend some time with uh, Mr. Brooks's stuff. Yeah. And it's nice because he hasn't gone through this stuff yet. So he finds up with Gretchen finding a script and they like acted out together. And I think like that's the method that once again, a honoring of life versus like a grieving at a funeral, like taking his artwork, taking Mr. Brooks's artwork and giving it the respect that it deserves. Like that's what Mr. Brooks would want. And the fact that he wore like this, like, fedora hat and they were you know acting it out it was it was a sweet moment between Gretchen and Dawson and might I say this is a very mature relationship where they talk about uh, outwardly um, pain that they're going through and how to deal with it and I know Gretchen is an older woman by three years so maybe she's the maturity but like Gretchen brings out the best in Dawson. Absolutely. In my opinion. No, I'm with you because what happens is he basically, Dawson is very upset because only five people were at Mr. Brooks's funeral. Um, That's so sad. It's really sad. It's not enough. And so he's just like, and I think another thing that's causing confusion or like just making him upset is that he sees a lot of himself in Mr. Brooks. Yes. And so and the fact like in my future like this is me the path that I can go on like I could yeah. I might potentially not have a family I might potentially not have children yeah. I might potentially lose my best friend I might um I could have lost the girl it's like I just want to say like don't worry Dawson Mr. James Vanderbeek will have six cherub, very blonde <laughs> children, the youngest, a very chubby, cute boy, and you will be fine. You will be surrounded by the children. Yeah. Um, but he's he's having a rough time with it. And I do love that Gretchen, instead of just agreeing and saying, like, yeah, that's really sad. Instead, she's just like, you're wrong. Like, his dreams came true. That's a great thing. Um, and, uh, Dawson's just like, yeah, but it's all just stuff. Like, it's all just a garage full of stuff. And, uh, Dawson says, yeah, well, like at some point he decided it was easier to stop caring. And then by the time he realized that he should care, it was way too late. And Gretchen has to insist. She's like, that's not you. That's definitely not you. And Dawson's just like, I don't understand. Like, I lost the girl just like he did. Which, first of all, it's kind of a shitty thing to say to your current girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's a freaking Gretchen. And, like, Gretchen's probably just sitting there and being like, fuck I. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, like, but let's move on past that statement. I'm chop liver. Like, I'm doing all this work for you. I'm, like, always supporting you. Yeah. And, like, you're saying that you lost the girl. That girl can't even freaking say two sentences. I'm communicating with you and helping you solve your grieving. Yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, she's just like, you picked yourself up, you dusted yourself off, and um, and she's just like, you know what? It doesn't matter how many years he was a coward. He got it right. And so this is when she brings up, like, uh, when she realized that she had feelings for him, and it was when they were watching his fi- uh, Mr. Brooks's film, Turn Away My Sweet. And she says, I saw you come alive in a way that you never have before. And I knew I just wanted to be a bigger part of your life in that moment. She says, Mr. Brooks brought us together. And Aww. and again, I, I thought this was so great. She's like pulling Dawson out of this headspace and shaking him basically to make him, you know, metaphorically shaking him and saying, listen, like you're more than that. You 
you have the benefit of being able to see Mr. Brooks and how he lived his life and knowing that's not what you want and knowing that you have a passion for film that will, you know, continue on. And I think this is like so smart the way she does this. Yeah. Yeah. She she is smart and she's like empathetic. And I think that she says all the right things uh, to him and he Dawson just like sits there for a moment and realizes how lucky he is to have somebody like Gretchen in his life right now at the best timing possible yeah and he's like so simply he's just like I like you and yeah. she's like oh, gosh why and he's like you make me feel better and like you are like gorgeous or whatever he says yeah he says um, you're beautiful in a way that makes me remember those old-time movie stars uh you have all the style and grace and you smell good and not in a perfumey way in a pretty girl kind of way oh gretchen smells like a pretty girl yes apparently um and yeah what like does this a pretty is, girl smell like i think a pretty Love girl spell? smells like strawberries like like actual strawberries, strawberries not like that fake huh. strawberry smell that's interesting you know does um, a hot girl smell like uh, No, hot girl smells spell? like sweat and sex. <laughs> oh. Don't you think? Okay. Yeah, probably. What do like you a smell gen. like? What would you smell like if you didn't wear perfume? I I hope anything remotely good. <laughs> I, I hope that's all I... I don't know. You I'm smell yourself. Probably oranges. You know how much oh my citrus God. I you, eat? You smell like citrus. Like, yeah. like between your tomatoes and your oranges, it's just it's, yeah. it's citrus, all citrus. is definitely not tomatoes, but yeah, acidic. But acidic, acidic. you know what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Acidic foods. Yeah, I, I do eat a lot of <laughs> citrus, so I probably smell like uh, like an orange. Like a clementine. Yeah. Yeah, a clem. <laughs> anyway. um, <laughs> So, yeah. So anyway, so... He wants to be alone. And again, such a mature relationship where he she knows he wants to be alone. And mm-hmm. so she's like, OK, I'll be outside. Um, And so before she and, you know, you know, a lesser person would make like it a big deal. Oh, that you they want don't me wanna... to leave? Yeah, yeah. Like what? Like I can't help you in the moment of you going through something. Yeah. And he. She's like, no, like, I'm an awesome girlfriend. Like, I'm totally cool. You do you. I'll be outside. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, all you need. Like, is it, is it, like, you don't have to be, like, right next to somebody when they're going through something you need. You just have to be, like. Around. At, like you have Around, to, like, yeah. at an arm's length. Available. Like, if, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. She's perfect. We love Gretchen Witter. Like, she's really, really the best. The she best really, of us. I, like, I'm not going to say. She is not to the level of, like, an Andy where season two she came in and, like, blew my socks off in a way that, like, no other character could. But I will say she's a standout for this season, her first season. Like, she certainly stands out as, like, a wonderful character. A wonderful addition to the cast. She really is. And, like I said, Mm -hmm. she brings out the best in Dawson. And I think that she brings, like, a really level head. Kind of like in Boy Meets World how Angela just brought, like, a really level head into the show that we needed. Kind of like Gretchen. Yeah. Um, and so she leaves and Dawson is going through things. He does find the poster for Turn Away My Sweet. And this is when the lawyer comes in. Um, and so he's handling Mr. Brooks's affairs. And so he's like, oh, you should come by my office. Like, I have to talk to you about uh, his will. 
and he asks like oh who was this guy and he like doesn't even know which is very strange yeah how did you get this job and how are you handling mr brooks's estate if you don't even know who he is doesn't make any sense but (laughs) who hired this guy weird um, Who hired him? Yeah. Also, once again, it's like, why do we have to meet in your office specifically? Is that part I, of the I, rules? I was going to say, maybe that's part of the lawyer rules. I don't know. Like, <laughs> the lawyer, the lawyer rules. rules say you have He's to come like, to my I office. I love how Dawson is just like, can't you just tell me like, like right I'm now? I'm a teenager. Like, please. I'm a teenager. And the guy's like, no, you have to come to my office. Well, Here's I my business that card. your conclusion sucks. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, please put this this appointment into your palm pilot i need you to come <laughs> right away yeah and so uh he's like all right sure um meanwhile uh let's let's go to a quick commercial break before we get into all the baggage that jen is going to be carrying into our third scene we will be right back okay we are back uh, our next segment is named Excess Bag. <laughs> Poor Jen. The okay, this, this little jaunty tune that they played during Jen's therapist yeah. appointment is so weird. This was so it weird. It was because it was treated kind of like comedic relief in a way how yeah the song was so inappropriate it was like do 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 it's like a powerpuff girls song it's like what is this yeah like jen's like stumbling inside and like she's and then all of a sudden her limp goes away like by the way yeah and we get the like again um this time we have just like every show ever does in therapy, they have one of those couches that you lay down on. Never have mm. I ever, never have I ever sat in one of those couches for therapy. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I do a big lounge therapy, chair, you know. a big, yeah, Jessica, you sit in your office chair. Sit in my office chair on. when I'm in therapy, but still. No, um, I've been, like, to therapy where it was, like, a big, comfy chair, leather chair. Yeah. And it has, like, an ottoman, so you can kind of recline, but I've never been in a, But I just a, find a it chase. so strange that they're not there even were, facing each other. Well, there were so many sitting options here. <laughs> Number one, the office is huge. How much is this guy paying in rent for this office? It's huge. He has yeah. a whole desk with a chair. Then he has, like, his therapist chair with the ottoman. Yeah. Um. Then it's the fainting couch. Then across from that, it's a sofa with two little orange ottomans. Yeah. Like, this place is huge. Maybe he it does group huge. therapy also or something. I, it's like he and then sitting options. I I guess so. I, you <laughs> so many <laughs> seating options. Chairs. It's really you can you can have. Um, hold on. You can have. I'm counting right now. You could probably fit like two people on the chase, three people on the couch, two people on the little orange poofs. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Then you can probably sit somebody on like his ottoman eight and then you can have him. He's nine. And then his office chair is ten. This office has seating for ten people and there's still room for more chairs. I wonder if he's just like a secret office orgier. Maybe maybe sex therapy. Maybe that's sex, what it he is. He teaches sex therapy classes yeah. in that office. Maybe. So this is so the crappy teacher that was like, "Hey, I found you looking at alcohol bo- bottles." Sent Jen to this therapy session. 
Yes. So this is the yes. reason that she is in this in the first place. Um, and yeah, so of, this is her punishment, quote unquote punishment, yes. instead of doing more community service. Yeah. Or- and again, we find out from her she's never, ever gone to therapy, which I'm like, girl, first of all, <laughs> after her friend died, like literally in front of her, you they think that they would make her go to therapy. But the issue is, is that there's 5,000 guidance counselors yeah. in Cape High and nobody was taking care of nobody her. Nobody took notes the on any of this. failed Jennifer. They did. They did. Uh, and so she gets very defensive, like pretty much immediately where he asks, how are you? And she's like, fine. Anything else you want to know? And he's like, OK, well, let's talk about why you're here. Do we have to? He's like, well, why do you think you need to be here? And she's like, I don't think I need to be here. He's like, OK. <laughs> Jen, I was like, Jen, this is like being so awkward. And yeah. he's the worst. And this conversation really felt like it was going nowhere really quick. Yes, because like she's just like, uh, OK, fine. Like I was throwing away empty liquor bottles. And he's like, so you were drinking? And she's like, yeah, is that bad? He's like, well, depends on why you were doing it. And this is when she goes on this whole rant about how she's gone through this really big ordeal with her best friend. She's like, we almost slept together, um, but I had the presence of mind to put the gabosh on it, which is good because he's a homosexual. She's like, wait a minute. You know, I just need, he's gay. He's gay. Or, you know, gay, gay, gay. You could be gay. Are you gay? And it's just like, Jen, calm the fuck down. And then he's, and then he's like, well, would it be a problem if I was? It's like, no. Yeah. But, like, Jen is just, like, stumbling. Yeah, and he's trying to get things back on track where he's like, well, why do you think you drink? And she's like, oh, I don't, usually. And he's like, okay, so you do sometimes. And she's just like, yeah, I'm not an alcoholic, though. And he's like, okay, but you like to drink. And she's just like, yeah, who doesn't? And he starts writing, and she's just like, Oh, I want a copy. Like I, I want a copy of this. So, okay, these notes. Say, the worst is the note taking. Like I don't think I don't that know. You your, see therapist that your therapist doesn't take notes. Of course they do, but that's the worst part. It's like you want to know what they're writing. <laughs> like, don't aren't you curious? Aren't you like okay? Are you literally writing that like I am? like impossible to deal with or I'm unreasonable or anything like you don't worry about that type of stuff you know you'd think I would care now you're gonna think about it no no I've seen my therapist make notes before and you think I would care but like I kind of don't because I don't care what they're writing down as long as they're giving me like helpful advice writing notes about you yeah you should start definitely you know start taking notes about me it's fine guess is what the first word I'll write (laughs) loud yep (laughs) Yep, that is literally She's my first too note. fucking loud. I have to yeah, turn my volume down anytime we podcast together. I mean, it's true. I'm, I'm sure see. it is. I'm literally on the second to last dot. <laughs> I'm not lying at all. <laughs> I'm not. I always have to turn you down. I'm not. It's true. I'm not shocked to hear this. Um, yeah, that you know me very well. That is my first therapy note it. for you. Nailed it. So, yeah, so she yeah. starts like getting on his case about how like his sessions are 50 minutes, which is how long my therapy session is, because the thought process is, OK, they need 10 minutes in between sessions to like regroup. Um, and it's my just, uh, like, my first therapist let me stay for the whole hour. Oh, my. Look at you. Yeah. Well, she like always ran over. We have lots of breakdowns there. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so, yeah, she's just like, he says, I take a break. You know, I, I rest up for the next patient. And she's like, what do you mean you rest? You don't seem to be exerting yourself. And she's just like, Jen. 
<laughs> Jen is being really impossible. And once again, like, I don't think that I would enjoy this dude's, like, demeanor as well. Because yeah. he's just, like, he's very stereotypical. Like, how does that make you feel? Yes. Like, do you think that's a bad thing? And it's just, like, I hate those types of questions because yeah. then I double think what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I don't think it's very helpful, but No, I don't that's think he's the best therapist, but gosh, she is being awful like so terrible um and so she's just like starts talking about how like oh you went to boston let me fix it It looks crooked and then she like breaks the photo she apologizes and she's like you know what you're young you look too young how old are you uh and so he wants to ask okay let's talk about your parents which feels like a very loaded subject to get into on your first day of therapy but you know what else are you going to talk about like in your first thing of therapy like you okay you have to i mean why are you here like that's what my you know and he did ask that i mean most therapists just kind of break it down to your parents anyways oh see i didn't talk about my parents for a very long time in therapy it's just like but that didn't really feel without diving too deep into it that did not feel like the root of my problem <laughs> jessica is currently panicking she's like my parents could possibly listen to this and they think that i had one little issue with them that i won't be their favorite child anymore they're fine everything's fine i'm just joking every they're perfect parents no they definitely i'm still their favorite um so yeah and so she's just like she just i don't know she's very overwhelmed with everything Uh, She's like, I've dealt with everything. You know, my parents aren't perfect, but what am I going to do? I have my grandmother. I have my friends. Uh, And she's just like, I don't think I'm a person that believes in therapy. Um, And so maybe I think I'm going to leave. And so he she just like gets up and leaves. And she says he's not a warm person, which, okay, I totally feel that. He doesn't feel like a warm person. Um, no. And so he's trying to work with her, but she is very much like someone who does not want to make this work at all. Correct. Um, yeah. And so she goes to leave and he immediately like, I feel like this is the only way to get her respect is to like yes. call her out on what she's doing. Exactly. Jen needs a therapist that kind of calls your shit out. Like that's yeah. what she that's what she needs. Um, I do think a 2022 Jen Lindley would be a lot more receptive to therapy than a 2001 Jen Lindley. Don't you think? Like, I yeah, feel 100%. like Jen, who is like very open minded and loves everybody from all walks of life, would be totally into therapy and supportive of this. But this is, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s where therapy was like still like a no-no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I definitely agree with that. Um, and so he calls her out. He says, I'd say that a smart, sarcastic exterior masks a scared, lonely young woman whose relationship with her parents has scarred her in ways she hasn't even uh, begin to n- begun to process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard time. She has a hard time trusting people, men especially, and who can blame her when parental ties are severed, uh, severed early on like that. It can send a young person searching for love and acceptance in a variety of destructive ways, which may explain your relationship with drugs, alcohol, and a best friend whose sexuality prevents him from ever fully returning your affections. But all that's really mm-hmm. just dime store psychobabble. Uh, we don't know why you're here yet, but I would love to help you find out. And so I think this is what earns her respect. He calls he's able to pinpoint a lot of things about her immediately. 
And, and I, I don't I don't think that Jen's that obvious to read. I just think that this guy probably has played some of the same tricks as Jen does. And oh, could, and he has a file, right? Like he at least has heard from her school about a decent uh, bit about yes, her. Of course. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. Um and so yeah, like this is and 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 I think like this is a good thing to say to her is to kind of be like, hey, this is all the shit you have going on and not all of it's your fault. A lot of it stems from early trauma in your life. And yep. so she's just like, okay, fine. Um, like I'll, you've got me for the hour, but I'm not promising anything. And so she, uh, she starts talking all about like her first day in Cape side and she, she sits she on really that therapy starts chair from the beginning. She really, yep. she's like, I got, got out of the car and I saw this guy Dawson and I had a big crush on it's him. It's thing. like, this is really how you're in a story. You're therapy session going like all the way back to the pilot episode of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. This was very funny. Um, and yeah, she sits on the couch, like facing, <laughs> facing away facing from away. him. Um, I don't really look into my therapist's eyes. I'm always like fiddling with something. I'm either like sketching or doodling or I oh, interesting. Paper. Yeah, um, I, I can't really look. I don't know. I think I look at my therapist, but uh, I don't know. I guess I do. Um, but yeah, so that is that is Jen's story. Um, and last but not least, it's about to get heated here, people. So just prepare yourselves mentally. Yeah. What's the story called? Seems like old times. Fuck you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Of course, Dawson is going to see a movie and Joey's there. Uh, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I just feel like getting lost in a crowd. She's like, yeah, I had the same impulse. And she apologizes. Um, is about everything. Girl Friday is that one of Mr. Brooks's movies? It sounds familiar. His what are the girl odds? Fr- no, it's 1940s. It's like a real film. Oh, okay, okay. Uh huh. Has Cary Grant in it. Um, it, it. but yeah, and so uh, she uh, she's just like, oh, I, you know, I, I'm really sorry about everything. And he asks, did I miss anything exciting from the ski trip? And she's just like, oh, Jen bru- bruised her foot. Uh, and he asks if her and Pacey had fun and she's like, yeah, everything was fine. Um, and so, uh, yeah, she says, would you rather maybe go someplace and talk? And he says, yeah, I'd like that. And so they sit at a diner. Mm. Now you hadn't seen this episode before. So your first impulse was like, she, this is where she's going to reveal to him that her and, uh, her and Pacey Probably. I, I definitely thought that she was wanting to talk stuff out with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It definitely felt like there was a reason, right. That she wanted to sit with him. You would hope. Yeah. You can only hope there's a reason. Yeah. Um, and he says, uh, he tells her Mr. Brooks left him a bunch of money in his will. Um, and she's like, well, what are you going to do with it? He's like, I don't know. He said, I have to do something great with it. Mr. Leary, this is the money with which one achieves greatness. So don't go blowing it on women and booze. But should that be your choice? Make sure it's great women and great booze. <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was very funny. How much How much money do we think uh, Mr. Brooks left Dawson? So Dawson says he could pay his en- entire college tuition with it. 100K? That was is the that exact number I was thinking. Right, Granted, college was less money. expensive back then, but still. 
but still, I'm thinking 100k. That's what it from feels Mr. Like. Brooks. But yeah. and then like, what else did he get? Like all of his shit. He like, might have gotten. He yeah, get? he might have gotten like some of the props or something. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, but um, but yeah. So it's like it's a big deal. And Joey says you could make a movie. And Dawson says, "Wow, it feels weird thinking about how I'd spend it. It'd be the one. It'd be one thing if I won the lottery." But this is this is different. Um, and then they quickly change subjects because Dawson says, you seem different. You look different. Is it your hair? And she's like, no. He's like, it's not bad different. It's good different. I just don't know hmm. how. Hmm. And I'm like, this is the moment, Joey. This he's, is the moment. I think like at this point he knows and he's accepted it and he's asking her to just confirm it. He just wants and confirmation. Because what I mean, like what, they've been dating for eight months. They had a trip away on their own. Yep. They already have uh, spent an entire summer on a boat together. Like yep. Dawson, as much as we spent the first three seasons calling Dawson a, a stupid idiot, he's not a stupid idiot. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Really, he's not a stupid idiot. He's kind of smart. He knows. He knows. You can tell. And he's like, he's like, and he even says, like, I know this is really personal, but like, just you can share it with me. Like, it, I'll be yeah. honest with you. Like, Gretchen and I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, but, yeah, because they, uh, they have this he's whole giving moment. Giving her the out. And and Joey, like, where when Dawson says like, oh, it's a good different. I just I don't know. There's like a big pause. And this is where Joey should jump in. But she doesn't. Instead, she says, you want to get out of here. And so then, then, and this is where I get, like, annoyed on behalf of Pacey and all of his concerns that she fervently gets annoyed at him about. Um, They're sitting on the swings where they kissed. Where they kissed. Do you remember these swings? Oh, shit. I didn't even see that. Yes, these are the swings. Don't you remember where, like, they they had their first kiss, and then it's, like, a big fucking deal, and they get all bent out of shape about it. Oh, and I'm all pissed off. The stupid show is going to be, like, the swings, the kissing swings. These are the kissing swings. This is the Jocelyn swings, where the the DJ swings, where they will go every single time they have an important conversation. What is this bullshit? Yeah, they're on the swings. I'm looking at it right now. They're on the swings. Yeah. Yep. Joey. Joey. Um, it's ridiculous. And so they're sitting there and Joey says, the last time we were here and Dawson says was a very different time. And Joey says, oh, yeah, I thought things were complicated back then. Um, and Joey apologizes. Uh, she said, I should have been here for you this week. Uh, you've been in hell. I should be there giving everything that you've given me. Where was I? Uh, and then she says, I've made some big choices and some big decisions. And sometimes I feel like I'm going to wake up one day and realize that they're all there ever really was, was friendship. And if I wasn't good at that, where does that leave me? And it's like, hmm. what the fuck does that mean? What is, Okay. Let's uh, break this yeah, down. We got to break it down. What was that line? What she, was the line? So she is saying that I've she made some should big decisions. have. Yeah. So she should have been there for Dawson. And she says that she's made big choices and big decisions. Obviously sleeping with PC. A.K.A. sleeping with PC. And she feels like she's going to wake up one day and realize that all there ever really was was friendship. Between her and PC? She's just saying all there ever really was was friendship. Like, I think this is saying... I should stop focusing so much on my relationship and focus more on my friendships. Like she is basically saying in not so many words, at least in my opinion, 
she is saying she should redirect her attention back onto Dawson. Exactly. She is saying I should put my friendship with Dawson above my relationship with PC. Is how I'm reading that. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's infuriating, but it makes sense. Yeah, I it that's what it feels like. And so Dawson tries to say you're not a bad friend. I don't get to say it much anymore, but you're my best friend. You always were, no matter where you are, no matter where your life may take you, and no matter who you're with. Here's the thing. Like you said, Dawson saying you look different, blah, blah, blah. To me, this statement here, what he is saying, further reiterates or enforces, I guess I should say, reinforces that I think he knows because yeah. he's try- right. He's trying to make her not feel so guilty about it. Yeah, he is giving her the out, in my opinion. Yeah, share it if you want to talk about it. Share it exactly. Exactly, that's exactly how I think it reads. Um, and so, uh, and she says, right. So he says, no matter who you're with, and she says, you'll always have a piece of my heart. Uh, and Joey says, doesn't have to be a huge piece. He's like, no, just enough, a tiny piece. Um, and so then we see them like kind of walking around together. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, they're like having like old fun times is how this reads is like, you know, like when they were kids, like this is, it feels very like young. Um, and so they go to a coffee shop. Uh, and so, yeah, Dawson gives her a coffee. And again, like, it feels like he knows her coffee order. Like it just, Mm -hmm. all of it feels very much like it is hinting at like they, feel very familiar they feel lived in they've been friends for a very long time they know each other very well yeah okay so i know your coffee order does that mean that we're soulmates and we should be together (laughs) yes what's my coffee order what's your coffee order you like lattes which it's too much milk but it's okay i do like a latte but if i was gonna make myself a cup of coffee in the morning what Mm -hmm. do i put in my coffee test of Mm. friendship right here baby don't you don't you use like a creamer? I do. I do use mm-hmm. a creamer. Isn't it like don't you have like an oat milk creamer? I do not. No. Oh. Um I do I have sugar in my coffee? What what else do I put in my coffee? I mean, I don't know. I mean, just creamer. Do you put sugar and creamer in your coffee? I so I could go without creamer in my coffee. I cannot go without, without sugar. sugar. And I do huh. I do either Splenda or Equal. We have Splenda at our house right mm. now, but I do either one of those. And I will put if I don't have a flavored coffee, then I will do a flavored creamer. If I have a flavored coffee, I'll do just like half and half. Oh, but also you went through a phase of those like syrups too. Oh, Are that's I usually syrup? use those syrup things for lattes. Got it. To do a flavor. Got latte. it. Got it. Got it. Because you have the, like the Nespresso as well, but then yeah. I guess you also do a drip coffee. I do. Have, yeah, we also have like one of those like uh one cup coffee. Things. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. So anyway, all of this to say. They like are very familiar with one another. It's like very obvious, but like it just reinforces that to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but also, this is one of the reasons why Joey stated she loved Pacey last episode because he like knows certain things about her and he knew about the bracelet. And it's like that's the things that she loved about Pacey that like he knew her inside and out. Yeah. Um, and I just think that it just goes back to she really did think that 
she would have lost it to Dawson. Like she was anticipating that to happen. And I think a part of her feels like weird about it and guilty. And like, you know, maybe like, you know, they're not on the same path anymore and they haven't been. But um, I do think that like, I don't know if she's regretting sleeping with Pacey, but I think that she's missing out on the idea of having that intimate moment with Dawson. Yes, especially because let's get into this conversation and break specifically down what she's saying because I think there's a lot of there there. Um, so they thank each other for like a great night. They say they'll have to do it again sometime. And this is this very much feels like a you hang up. No, you hang up. We're like neither one mm-hmm. of them really want to leave. And so they're both about to say something to each other. And Dawson says, did something happen on the ski trip? And this very much feels like he thought that he had given her so many moments to say it and she didn't. And so now he's asking directly instead. Directly. Uh, and she says, and again, I fucking hate when people do this where Joey's playing dumb. What do you mean? Like, don't answer a question with a question, bitch. Like, answer the fucking question. Uh, he says, I have this feeling, kind of an unshakable feeling, that something happened. It's just a feeling and you don't have to answer me if you don't want to. She says, what are you asking me? And he says, I'm asking if you slept with Pacey. Again, very direct. And instead of answering the fucking question, Joey says, it's kind of personal, don't you think? And he says, I think it's really personal. And I mean, like, to me, that just answers the question. It, it, yeah, it, she's so obvious here. And she says, well, what if I was to stand here and ask if you've slept with Gretchen? And Dawson actually fucking answers. Like, I was like, I love it. I love how he's just like, then I would tell you it hasn't happened. Yes. Yes. I loved that. And he says, yeah, um, he says, I uh, answer would be no, but you're right. It's very personal. It's not. And I, I love this moment. Again, fucking season four Dawson is killing it. He says, it's none of my business and I apologize. I'm sorry. He says, I, I guess I just I want you to know that I'm not holding you to anything that we may have said in the past. OK, yes, yeah, this is the out. This is the out. This like, is the he's out saying like, yeah, I won't be upset with you. It's OK. Like, yeah. I know the, the circumstances have changed. It's not the same as it used to be. Yeah. I get it. And this this really feels like um, like when they have the whole conversation about prom and how like he held her to that she was dating Pacey and he held her to the fact that she promised to go to prom with him and he's grown yeah and it's Gretchen that's helped him grow and it's the the Mr. Brooks situation and it's like his responsibilities changing like he had no responsibilities before the season and this season like he actually had to start working hard and like he was there for people that actually needed him and and he and, and it's Gretchen too like he did a yeah. lot of good work on himself this season and this is direct growth he yeah. he's not holding Joey to old shit anymore no and we love to see it that's the thing like it's so excellent especially because I feel like him saying I'm not holding you to anything we said in the past feels like he is seeing that whole prom situation for what it was and he feels bad about it and he's trying to correct those mistakes and he's trying to say I know that's how I've reacted in the past but I want to let you know that I'm different now and I wouldn't freak out basically he is saying I wouldn't freak out if you told me what happened Mm -hmm. and so he says go ahead 
yeah, I want you to live your life yeah. um, and be happy and enjoy everything that goes along with that. And, you know, sometimes you make a promise to somebody and you mean it at the time, but then life gets in the way and it makes it impossible to keep. And once again, yeah. it's like he is saying all the right things. And I, I'm really confident that he's being genuine about it because he's oh, yes. ha- well, he's happier than he's been. And it's because I think that he's feeling like settled and confident in himself and I think that, you know, I think that he sees himself as like a confident partner and friend. And once again, it's like, I don't understand why Joey felt like she had to say what she eventually says. Yeah. So like he says, like, you know, things change uh, from when we first maybe made a promise or we said something when we were dating. Things are different now. And so she then says, a couple of years ago, if someone were to tell me that we'd be standing here having this conversation, I would have referred them to the nearest asylum, right? Because again, they talked around everything and I don't think she's used to Dawson being this direct. And she says, things aren't exactly the way that I necessarily thought they would. A couple of years ago, if you'd asked me who the first person I was going to have sex with, I would have answered unequivocally, Dawson Leary, that's who. The possibility of sleeping with anybody else never even occurred to me, especially not Pacey. And fuck you. This is fuck so you. it's fucked up. It is so messed up. Don't it is so disrespectful to have this it conversation is. for Pacey. Like it is disrespectful. Would to you Pacey. say this in front of Pacey? Absolutely not. You wouldn't. If he heard Joey say this, he would be devastated i think and to get mad at him that he insinuated this and he was he said my biggest fear is exactly this this is exactly what his fear is is that she was always thinking my first time is going to be with dawson and that's all she's ever going to think of is is she can't see through that that is over now i have a loving caring boyfriend who loves me so much and yet that's not enough for her she is always thinking about Dawson and the fact that she is doing and and like you said the fact that she gets so deeply offended when he says these things and I don't think he sometimes we've criticized him in the past for um feeling accusatory when he says those Mm -hmm. things more recently it has much more been from a place of insecurity and like and Obviously, there is something there there when we hear her say this shit. It's so fucked up. And like the fact that you just had sex for the first time with your boyfriend and he is trying, trying so hard to find out how you felt about it. And he says it's because of Dawson, isn't it? And she fucking denies it and gets pissed off at him and then immediately goes to Dawson and we find out. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's of Dawson. It's it's so it's so it's so messed up. It makes me really heated yeah. really really heated yeah it's it's really infuriating what she's doing um and he says so what are you saying joe and she fucking lies she says no i have not slept with pacey what's the end game here what do you think like is going to happen so like when when her mind is going to happen she's going to lie he thinks that she's still a virgin eventually what they're going to get together and lose their virginities quote unquote together and so it's back to where it always was and then he later finds out that you lied to him like what's the end game joey like they're eventually you're gonna have to come clean to it you can't keep the secret forever yeah 
No, it doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense to do what she's doing. And what made me more, uh, not more upset, because Joey made me the most upset, but what also upset me is that after she says this, he, like, again, he's shocked because I think he was giving her, again, giving her an out, giving her a way, an avenue, directing her, literally turning her, facing her face towards the street and saying, this is the street for you to tell me that you had sex with Pacey. And she just refuses to see it. But then she says, no, she hasn't. And he says, oh, I'm sorry. That was a sigh of relief you just heard. And here is where I am like, show up like what do you mean a sigh of relief so then this makes me feel like there's a piece of dawson that is still waiting for joey to come like back that's to him. the reason well i always felt like the reason he, first of all him and gretchen don't feel like they're there yet but even if they were there i also felt like he would feel like joey felt in terms of like gretchen's experiences she has more experiences than pacey even has mm-hmm. and so like he would feel insecure about that but well, do you think that it's like a race for him? Like, oh, he wants to get there before her. Before Joey? Yeah. No, I don't feel like that. Okay, so you think that the sigh of relief is that, like, there's a part of him that still wishes that she's saving herself for him. Slash I feel like that's how the show, I don't know if that's, I feel like that's what the show is wanting us to think. Right? Like, why else would it be a sigh of relief? Like, he has said to her, like, I'm happy you and Pacey have each other. Like, it seems like you're in a really great relationship. So it's not because of Pacey, you know? It's not like he's like, oh, Pacey's not worthy of your virginity or whatever. Like, it very much feels like um, I'm happy we're both still... Either I'm happy we're both still virgins or I'm happy that there's still the potential for us to keep Mm -hmm. that promise we made, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's very confusing because I felt like they led us to believe Dawson was thinking one thing in that he's happy with Gretchen. We just saw him happy with Gretchen and he's opening a door for Joey to again say the truth to him about what happened with PC. He gives her like four different opportunities to do it. And so then yeah. at the end to be like have him sigh relief is very strange. He is I think the show is saying ultimately these two are the OTP. Yeah. So I think that's what the show is wanting us to think. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to try again with the Dawson and the Joey. I don't know when. I don't know how. I know it's eventually coming. I just, like, can't totally get behind it I can't get like I kind of just want like all of them to kind of go off and find their own perfect person for themselves I mean, like yeah, at this none point. of these none of these matches are OTP <laughs> yeah at this point I'm just feeling very bad for for PC because he should he does not deserve to be dealing with this shit you know nope nope and he doesn't deserve to be gaslit being like yep. oh you're so insensitive like how could you even say that that's yeah. so untrue so that's our episode i loved the structure of it again i think that like the show does a good job with like experimenting with structure um and i really did like uh that in this episode some of the things got me upset obviously joey just really falling further and further down in our rankings as the season goes on it made me very mad i'm not gonna lie i was just like joey like why why are you lying what are you doing yeah um and i don't want to hate on joey joey is i don't know 
Joey's a good character at times. I don't want to be mad at her, <laughs> at but times. I was mad, 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 mad at Joey. Yeah. Um, that's our that's our episode. Should we get into some feedback we received? Yes, please. Let's do it. Let's hear from uh, let's hear from Temi first. See what he has to say. Hi, ladies. The show loves to have a rough meeting or meet cute or meet and greet. And then they apply the caress body wash and soften things up. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't happen in the same episode or the same scene, but eventually it does happen. We saw it here that it happened right away with Jen and the therapist, Tom Frost. Um, and then Jen, she broke his certificate just like she broke the plates uh, at the at the time unnamed uh, fish restaurant that you so lovingly detest. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to quickly jump to the end of the episode with Joey and Dawson. First, Joey, if you want to lie, you should convince yourself of the lie first. Either um, at the time on the spot or convince yourself ahead of time. Because she so enjoyed her lie. It was written all over her face. And for Dawson, who is supposed to know her favorite face, does not know her lying face. Because she, in the moment when she lies, is just in love with her lie. In love with the deception. You can see it. So it's very interesting what transpired and uh, what that means. Um, so we'll have to find out. Um, Thanks. I love Tammy's point about yeah. uh, Dawson not knowing Joey's lie face. That's very funny. <laughs> that's that's true. You would think since they're so close, they know everything about each mm. other that he would detect a lie. Uh, the lies are infuriating. I I and you know like weapons of Joey doesn't even know why she lied in that moment on the surface level. And like yep. Joey is not very introspective. She's not doing the deep, deep work that she would be doing at therapy to figure out her ins and outs, uh, ins yeah. and outs. But um, yeah. Uh, and also John is a clumsy little thing. Who knew? <laughs> I love that he brings up her dropping plates at Leary's Fresh Fish and Gail being a complete fucking asshole about it in that moment. I remember yeah, that. I think that there's plates always breaking at restaurants. I think that they don't hold that to you. Yeah, they honestly. call that something that I'm not remembering. Spillage. That's what it's oh. called. Like, it's just Spillage. like, it's just like, yeah, like shit's going to break because you you are operating a restaurant. That's what fucking happens at restaurants. Shit breaks, you know. Hmm. Um, oopsie daisy. Yeah, good old oopsie daisy. Um, all right. Let us hear from uh, the one, the only DBK. We yeah, I think DBK one. is probably going to go off. I can't wait. Let's hear what he <laughs> has to say. What up, though, ladies? All right, let's get into four stories. We know what I want to talk about. We want to talk about my favorite character, Joey Porter, being the trash human being that she is. <laughs> Dawson sees you have the afterglow sex look on you, Dawson. So he asked you straight up, 
dude, something happened on the ski trip? Because, like, I feel like something happened on the ski trip. And Joey's going to try and, like, avoid this question. Because why be honest with us? I mean, he only gave you an out and said, you know, we make promises that we can't keep. And, like, I'm cool with that. Then Joey's like, I mean, it's a personal question. Like, what if I asked you if you slept with Gretchen? Das is like, I have not slept with Gretchen. Answers it within, like, a second. Yep. And then what does this stupid, stupid girl do? Oh, no, I haven't had sex with Pacey. Like, why are you trash, Joey? Like, Pacey deserves so much better than you. So much better. Anyways, you're a trash human being, Joey. I just thought I'd uh, get that out onto the airwaves. I hope bad things happen to you. And, uh, yeah, Pacey deserves better. Until next week, ladies. Peace. Oh, yeah, and I'm, like, enjoying the Tom Frost, Jen shrink appointments. They're kind of funny. Is that important to you, Jen? All right, until next week, ladies. Peace. Yeah, trash human being Josephine Lynn Potter. Yeah, this is what we all uh, needed to hear. It was, it was. Yeah, what we all like we're we're mad at her too. Yeah, she's she's ridiculous. We've had How enough. Dare she? We've had How enough dare of this she? bullshit. Yeah, we're done. We're done with you, Joey. <sighs> so yeah. How dare you? Um, would you like to hear what next week's episode title is? Yes. I'm I'm very curious to hear your opinions on season four, episode 16. First of all, I can't believe we're already at episode 16 of the season. We're going to have two seasons left when we're done with this. <laughs> um, It is entitled Mind Games. Mind Games? What does that mean? I think Josephine Potter is playing mind games on all the boys. Josephine Potter, man eater extraordinaire. <laughs> And then, like, probably more therapy shit with Jen. That would make sense, actually, with the title. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There you have it. That's next week's episode title. Um, this was an interesting episode. I mean, obviously, I'm like, okay, my question for you, Sarah. Will yeah. the show redeem Joey by the end of the season? Not with Pacey. They're breaking up. They're done. So they're breaking up by the end of the season or like, how oh, many, yeah. what's your over under? Like how many episodes until it's over? Uh, I think that they're going to break up by how many episodes are there this season? So 23, 23, 23 by episode 20. They are broken up. Okie dokie. We'll see. They're done. So and then like we're going to end the season with the Dawson Joey kiss. Oh, yeah. okay. Spicy, yep. spicy, spicy. Yeah. Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get a Joshua Jackson like gifable like cry moment? <laughs> no, because you know what? There has been no Pacey gifts like that. So no, I don't think so. I think Pacey's just gonna be like. You know what? We had a good run. Like, I'm getting out of here and, like, see you later. Yeah. (laughs) No drama, no problem. Um, Amazing. Well, we'll find out what ends up happening. In the meantime, Sarah, what do we have coming up on here? What do you have going on? What's the tea? Yeah, we're we're busy. What we got? The weekly Boy Meets World Dawson's Creek coverage. We're bringing back the old bonus content. So check out um, us covering the 
90s movie Harriet the Spy with our friend Stuart. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, in July, we have some bonus content planned as well. We're covering the Mighty Ducks. We're covering other stuff. What's the other stuff? We're, More stuff. We're covering... Um, My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny. So going we're going to announce who those guests are very, very soon, but... Check out your feed for Harriet the Spy. We are very excited uh, to cover that. Uh, Shit 90s pod on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah Ferguson for me. Uh, Jessica and I uh, finished our coverage on The Time Traveler's Wife. That was great. More to come on PSR in the future. Uh, Keep your eyes open for more. Yes definitely more to come there um of course you can also hear me on community building over at post show recaps having a ton of fun uh talking about the show community um we appreciate you all listening um and listening through our rants of joey just being a general biatch um so we can't wait to talk to you all next week have a good one everybody just shit 90 shows taught me Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.